0: Welcome to the Educate, Empower and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts, and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the E3 Podcast. I'm your host, Hailey Vera. And today, we have a very interesting discussion around decision fatigue. Now, I've noticed that decision fatigue has been coming up a little more often in my own personal life, and what you guys get on this podcast is often a little bit of a brain dump from me. As you know, if you've listened to my podcast before, I love nerding out on all things health and fitness, but one of my primary focuses as a coach is actually mindset. And so even though I can talk all day about gut health and hormones, and I'm very passionate about nutrition, and I love talking about training, one thing that will always get me fired up is mindset and discussions around mindset, because mindset ties into all those other aspects of health and fitness. Our mindset plays a role in our ability to adhere to a program, to be consistent, to be disciplined, to apply effort. All of that comes from our own mindset, our perspectives, our belief systems, how we think, because our thoughts are what create our feelings and our feelings are what ultimately determine our actions or inactions. And so everything comes back to mindset, everything circles back. And that's why I feel that talking about cognitive distortions, I think cognitive distortions is probably one of my favorite places to focus. I think that it's a really powerful area to zoom in on, you know, the different ways that we can kind of undermine our own progress. But psychological phenomenons as well are another area that I find really fascinating and another area that I truly am passionate about talking about. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is a psychological phenomenon known as decision fatigue. I want to give you guys a little bit of insight as to how it's played a role in my personal life recently. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what decision fatigue might look like for you and ways that you can prevent it, mitigate it, and manage it. Because the truth is, we're all going to experience decision fatigue on some level. And it really depends on the Other external factors in your life at this moment, it can depend on your schedule, your workload, your stress levels at work, your relationship and the health of your relationship and how that plays a role in stress and fatigue. It can play a role in whether or not you're pursuing something new. Maybe you have started a fitness journey or you've started a new career or you've started school, you're going to school and you're studying all of those different factors in our lives can play a role in our stress because stress is cumulative, meaning that it builds over time. And if we have one stressful event in the day, we're likely to be able to adapt to that or manage that. When we have multiple stressors throughout the day, that's when we start to have a hard time with managing our stress response and managing our behavior and it will also play a role in a very powerful role in decision fatigue. So for myself personally, I've been traveling a little bit more than than usual. And you guys know that I spent time in Mexico, but that was like 8 weeks I was there for 8 weeks so I could settle in, I could get into a gym routine, I was working down there. And it was pretty easy to kind of get into a flow and to have very little stress. Didn't have to drive anywhere, I could walk to the gym, I could walk home, it was walk to get groceries. It was a very simple life. Now, since I've been back from Mexico, uh, I've been working really hard on building the team at Health Pillars. And recently we've had some changes to the team. So I've actually hired an incredible human being. You guys have heard him on the podcast before. His name's Ryan Boyce. I actually, just went out to see him at his bodybuilding show, which is kind of my next point here. And then I also brought my partner, um, Tyler Yurko, onto our team here at Health Pillars. And so there's been a lot of change, and that has required more attention to detail from me in training new members on the team and making sure everyone is aligned with our values and our vision and making sure that every single individual is supported as a coach, that they can do the best of their, you know, maximize their potential as a coach on the team, ultimately. And with that, on top of that, I've also been traveling. So I went to Australia for the Clean Health Conference with PT Dom and Clean Health, and we were there for 12 days. And I came back and I was only home for five days and I flew to Calgary and I was in Calgary for three days and I went out to actually see Ryan compete in his bodybuilding show in the Alberta Open, which was so fun. Amazing athletes there. And Ryan did really well. He got first in his class. so super fun. I got to meet my coach Melody for the first time and then came back. And this weekend I had the opportunity to go camping for a couple of days and I actually opted out because I felt that... I was starting to feel decision fatigue because when you're traveling, you're making a a lot more decisions, right? You're deciding what to eat. You're deciding where you're going to go to eat. You're deciding maybe what you're wearing to the social event or to the social gathering. You are making smaller, maybe seemingly insignificant decisions, but more decisions throughout the day when you're traveling than you normally would in your home space or your home environment or your regular routine. And so I found when I got home, that I was having a harder time making good decisions. And what I mean by that is that I was having a hard time waking up to my alarm, I was like wanting to hit snooze, the decision of should I get up or should I go back to sleep, I was taking the path of least resistance. And then even I was finding myself being tempted, for example, by having a glass of wine in the evening. And that kind of decision fatigue, to me tells me that it's time to slow down, take a step back, ground myself. Because when we start to make decisions that are not in alignment with who we want to become, or our vision for ourselves, then it's an opportunity for you to recognize, you know, where in your life do you need to mitigate or manage stress, build routine, or give yourself a little bit of space. I call it white space, wiggle room, time to decompress. Because when those stress levels and was it stressful traveling, I'm going to say, you know, of course, flying for 15 hours isn't like comfortable or fun. I'd say it's moderately stressful. Was there any major stressful events? No. But those minor stressors, overstimulation of the nervous system, multiple decisions needing to be made, all of those things, you know, stack up over time. And over the last few weeks, I felt that those decisions have, you know, put me in a position I'm trying to find the right language here put me in a position where I feel more vulnerable to poor decision-making. And that's a really good reminder to me. I could have gone you know, away for another weekend, which would have meant that I haven't had a weekend at home in like five weeks. And I decided, no, I'm going to just take the weekend at home. I've just really noticed in my own self that my decision-making has been getting less and less intentional. And more and more have I been leaning or walking down the path of least resistance. So let's talk about it. What is decision fatigue and avoidance behavior? And how does that impact us? So in our fast paced modern society, we are constantly bombarded with choices and decisions. From the moment that we wake up to the time that we go to bed, our minds are consumed by an overwhelming array of options. And that even starts with opening our phone and looking at the internet and social media. So as a result, we often find ourselves feeling quite mentally exhausted and drained. And this phenomenon, psychological phenomenon, is known as decision fatigue. It's also been coined ego depletion. I like the word decision fatigue better because that resonates with me. Ego depletion, I don't find that that kind of hits home for me. So decision fatigue is a really powerful, I think, language to describe this phenomenon. So kind of dive a little bit deeper into this concept and explore what the path of least resistance means and also talk about avoidance behavior. So actually just fully avoiding making decisions and how stress can actually influence our decision-making abilities as well. So decision fatigue refers to the deteriorating quality of decisions made as a result of making too many decisions over time. Just like a muscle that becomes fatigued with repeated use, our cognitive abilities diminish as we make choices throughout the day. This mental exhaustion can actually impair our ability to make rational decisions, which lead us to offer the easiest and most familiar paths, okay? Now, does this sound familiar to you? You tell yourself that you're going to start a new diet on Monday and Monday rolls around and you wake up and you're excited and you go to the gym, you have to decide what you're going to wear to the gym. You come home and you have to decide what to eat for breakfast. So you make a smoothie and that's a great decision. Then on your way, you drive past Starbucks and usually you get a Starbucks. And so you're like, no, today I'm making the decision not to get Starbucks because I am working on my health and reducing my caffeine intake. You get to work and someone passes around donuts and asks you if you want one. You have to say no. That's another decision. And then it comes to mid-morning and you have to make three or four very high level, high stress decisions at work. Next, we have coffee break and your friends are going out to Starbucks to get a coffee. Again, you say no. You're working really hard. With your new goals in mind, it's fresh on Monday. And then lunchtime rolls around. You brought a packed lunch with you to work. So that seemed like a great decision. I can just eat my packed food. But then in the afternoon, your coworkers, again, pass around some snacks. And you have to say no to that. Now, by the time you're driving home and the regular route home, there is an obstacle. There is a road closure. And you have to take a detour and decide which is the fastest path home. Around the traffic jam. So you have to find a new path home. So you decide how to get there, you get home. And instead of making a good decision for dinner, you end up saying, fuck it, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to order, skip the dishes. And then your most familiar favorite restaurant pops up and you know that you're going to enjoy that food. You feel no resistance to it whatsoever. And so you order, skip the dishes, and you order your favorite burger and fries with the extra garlic sauce. Okay. That is decision fatigue in a nutshell. We have to make multiple decisions throughout the day. The more decisions we make, the more we trend on the side of the path of least resistance because as our cognitive ability becomes fatigued, just like your bicep would become fatigued if you did 100 reps of bicep curls, you begin to take the path of least resistance, the easiest way out, the easiest way through, the quickest, fastest decision to comfort. Now, when we're fatigued, the last thing that we want to do is face discomfort. And that is a big problem when it comes to dieting for a lot of people because they make all these great decisions. And a lot of times it's not just one day. It's usually like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're doing really well. We're exhausted by Friday. We have an argument with our spouse. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we kind of hit the fuck it button. We end up drinking wine, you know, going camping, eating all the foods that I'm not saying that they're bad foods, quote unquote but all of the foods that we come back feeling kind of guilty on Monday and ashamed and then starting our diet over. So decision fatigue, very important to understand that the more decisions you make, your ability to make good decisions diminishes as you make choices throughout the day, because you, your brain will naturally start to take the path of least resistance to what is comfortable, easy, or familiar. Now, this path of least resistance tends to be the one that requires the least mental energy or critical thinking, familiar routines, defaulting to automatic choices, or following the crowd rather than considering alternative options or making decisions that are best for ourselves. Now, while this can provide us temporary relief of that fatigue, it often prevents us from exploring new possibilities, hinders personal growth, and also stumps us or, I guess, suppresses our ability to challenge ourselves because we're so fatigued in our thinking that we are no longer making the choices that are challenging or difficult. And we know that discomfort is the currency of our dreams and doing the uncomfortable is usually what is going to help us to grow. So decision fatigue can also manifest as avoidance behavior. So when overwhelmed by the sheer number of decisions that we have to make throughout the day or throughout the week, we start to choose to avoid decisions altogether. And that can lead to procrastination. I'll do it later. I'll go to the gym later. I'll do my meal prep later. Postponing important choices. I'll do my taxes later. Letting opportunities slip away. I'll call that person back later. So by avoiding decisions, we temporarily relieve the burden of making decisions, but at the cost of our progress and and fulfillment in life. And so avoidance behavior is another way that this comes up. Now, I already talked about stress at the beginning and how I would say like the overstimulation of my nervous system from traveling and from coaching team and the so many moving counterparts of that, that stress was actually playing a significant role in my decision fatigue. And research actually shows us that increased stress levels can intensely intensify the mental strain of decision making, making us more susceptible to poor choices which is why we're in that fight or flight state. Or when we're you know, stressed out, that's when we're more likely to make poor decisions, lose self-control, lose focus, it impairs our judgment. And consequently, we're more likely to resort to impulsive decision-making or again, defaulting to that path of least resistance. So maybe when you're stressed, it's the drive through Maybe when you're stressed, it's watching Netflix instead of going for the walk, right? The path of least resistance, the one, and it's more likely under stress to actually be one that has consequences for us, where we lack self-control, and that could also manifest as alcohol or drug use. So now, in conclusion, you guys, decision fee, fatigue, ego depletion, whatever we want to call it, is very common, I believe, and I see it a lot in my clients. And the path of least resistance and avoidance behavior are not only natural responses to cope with decision fatigue that offer short-term relief, but they're also hindering our personal growth and progress. And so in order to help my clients achieve their goals, I always want to help them have the least resistance and the least decisions to make. So to combat that, there's lots of ways we can talk about it and lots of ways we can, you know, different angles that we can look at this through. So number one, I'm going to say is to manage your time effectively and to minimize the amount of small decisions you have to make throughout the week, like choosing what to eat. One of the best ways to manage your time and mitigate decision-making or reduce decision-making it's to do meal prep, because you don't have to decide what to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or snacks. For three or four days in a row, your decisions are made. You make one decision to do meal prep on a Sunday. It's a simple decision. Your food is made and prepped for the week. Now, that removes multiple decisions every day. Let's say you eat five times a day and you meal prep for four days. That's 20 decisions that you no longer have to make. Now, we can start to add to that as well You know, with our, our planning and meal prep. There are other things that we can do to reduce our decision fatigue, whether it's setting out our outfits for the week for the gym. Now, I know that sound very minimal, but if you're the person who tries on three or four outfits in the morning before you go anywhere, planning your outfits for the week when you're fresh and you don't have major decisions to make an off day like a Sunday, just casually choosing your outfits for the week can go a long way. There's another, you know, multiple decisions. If you go to the gym and then you go to work, there's two outfits a day all week that you're It's not just the outfit, it's the shoes, it's the bottom, leggings, it's the t-shirt, it's the hat, it's whatever it is, right? It's multiple decisions. It's not just one decision. So those are small ways to reduce the amount of decisions that you have to make is to be prepared. So plan out your week, plan your meals, prep your meals in advance. If you're the kind of person who spends a lot of time deciding your outfit, and this used to be me, then lay your outfits out in advance. That can really help. Now, the next tip for you guys is to actually work on self-discipline, because self-discipline is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets, just like your bicep. And our discipline can often override our poor decision making. So if, for example, you usually eat chocolate when you're stressed, but you've exercised and practiced self-discipline by having a daily routine, by going to the gym consistently, by You know, getting 10,000 steps a day by drinking your water, by doing little things that exercise self-discipline. When we have to make those decisions in the moment of should I or should I not have this, like when the donuts get passed around by the office, it's easier to say no, thank you when your discipline is strong than if your discipline is weak. Strong discipline, decision fatigue. I believe your discipline can override weak discipline and decision fatigue. I believe the decision fatigue will have a more consequential result in your life. So number one is to try and plan as much as possible in advance. Plan out your week, plan out your outfits, do your meal prep. Number two is going to be to reduce decision fatigue further or to override decision fatigue is to practice self-discipline. Now, I recommend for my clients having a daily routine. So waking up and doing five minutes of meditation, five minutes of journaling, and five minutes of stretching. Now, another thing you could toss in for amazing discipline Is cold showers, two minute cold showers in the morning. That goes a long way for discipline. Okay. Number three is going to be reducing stress because we know that stress is activating our body's fight or flight response, flooding the brain with cortisol, impairing our executive functions like our judgment, focus, and self control. And so when we have more stress, it actually compounds impulsive decisions and makes us more likely to walk that path of least resistance because we're running on essentially autopilot. And we're not making conscious decisions. We're letting our subconscious brain rule our life. So managing stress, practicing meditation, practicing breathing exercises, getting seven to eight hours of sleep, all of those can minimize the detrimental effects of stress on decision-making abilities. So by understanding decision fatigue and its impact, we can navigate the complexities of daily choices more effectively and make decisions that are aligned with our long-term goals and values. So remember that the key, you guys, is... Striking a balance between conserving your mental energy and embracing opportunities for growth and exploration, challenging yourself, doing the things that are hard. So that's everything for today. I wish you guys a very wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope that this was helpful. If it was, send me a message, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Haley Vera Fitness. I would love to hear from you. And one thing that you can do to help out this podcast is to leave a review. Peace, love, and personal growth. Have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love and personal growth.